everyone. This is Cherry. And this is Kat. And you're listening to Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Kat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So today we are talking about an American werewolf in London, um, which is my, is this our third or fourth werewolf movie this season? I know we did the third. I want to say third. We did the howling. It's the only one I can think of on the top of my head. <laughs> maybe we don't. Maybe this is the second. Maybe it's because maybe we back to back. Maybe we've just talked about them a lot and haven't actually. I think we just talked about done them. them. Okay, yeah. so yes, so American Werewolf in London, which for me then makes it my second werewolf movie total, because um, apparently I've never watched a werewolf movie before. The Howling, I not on purpose. I don't have anything against werewolves. I just I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, they just never made it to my list. So here we are. Okay. Excuse me. So, as always, I'm going to start with a short and sweet spoiler-free synopsis. Um, In an American werewolf in London, we have two uh, young American men, uh, white, not that that matters, it kind of matters a little bit. I feel like it It matters a little bit. It affects the plot. So, we have two young white American men who are apparently backpacking across Europe, as people do. and they get to a small town, I assume in London, I admit at the time I was confused as to exactly where they were, but the title says London. So they're backpacking, get to a small town, meet the small town's people who immediately give them some really cryptic warnings. And that very night, their first night, uh, things go awry involving werewolves. And there's our spoiler-free synopsis. All right. Yes. <laughs> So from this point on, there will be spoilers, but because you cannot talk about John Landis without talking about the Twilight Zone incident, there will also be, just in this, this, this first little bit, um, trigger warning for IRL death and death of children. So that's fun. <sighs> that's terrifying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to go right into the background story, which is that John Landis had only done like national lampoons like su- blues brothers like super comedies and then okay. he did this movie and um then it kind of like this was him snowballing into you know a big career and right after this literally months after he did american werewolf in london he start he worked on the twilight zone movie with steven spielberg and they were like irl friends so uh casual friends yeah he his sequence for the Twilight Zone movie uh, has to do with a guy getting caught in, I, I want to say it's a time loop. I feel like I watched this movie, but it was a long time ago. And ever since I've heard about this story, I have not been able to watch the movie again because mm-hmm. it's just too gruesome. Yeah. Um, but he um, has, his sequence was about a guy, Vic Morrow was the actor, time traveling, basically. So okay. I think it's like, one of those stories where he's a piece of shit and he time travels and then he stops being a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. So he, at one point, like the big climax is he's in like the Vietnam war. Oh yeah. I've I've seen this one. Yeah. So he's got these two like little orphan girls and he's trying to save them and there's explosions and he's trying to get them to a helicopter. Yeah. What happened was everything about the scene was wrong. Uh, John Landis wanted bigger explosions. He wanted the helicopter closer and he wanted the kids at after dark, which is illegal at this point. So he used a couple of immigrants, kids who didn't speak great English, Mm. had no idea what the laws were. And with all those three things combined, the pyrotechnics hit the helicopter, the helicopter hit 
Vic Morrow and the kids, and they all died. Oh my and God. Like, gruesomely. Gruesome. Don't Google it. Like gruesomely died. I don't think there's footage available because I sure as hell didn't look I, for it. I hope not. But it was filmed because it was. Oh, it was a TV show. Ugh. Yeah. So mm. it's it. They all they all died and like gruesomely, gruesomely helicopter fell on you deaths. So um, and the only thing that happened was he had to pay some money and he they took him to court for it. And he said, oh, um, yeah, it was super unfortunate and what? didn't apologize, what? didn't take any responsibility for it. Like absolutely nothing it had no legal repercussions whatsoever. It's just that he, him and his insurance had to pay the parents some money and had to pay, I think Vic Mar Morrow's uh, family some money. And that was it. And Steven wow. Spielberg apparently stopped talking to him afterwards. I hope like, wow, so. That's Cause what? Cool like, fuck? Yeah. So, and they changed a bunch of the law, like, even though it was already illegal, what he was doing with the yeah. kids, like keeping them that late and putting them in that much danger, they super tightened it. That's why, the the child labor laws if you're actually properly going through hollywood are so strict yeah is because of fucking john landis so i mean it's it's one of those things where like i i do really love this movie um and then after after that incident uh, people were like oh his career's over michael jackson saw american werewolf <laughs> in london oh and then hired him thriller <laughs> hired him for thriller and then baby he is back but you know, do you know how I always, this is going to be, this is shitty, but like, do you know how I always judge the shit out of a, a celebrity mm -hmm. is like how fucked up their kid is. <laughs> and like <laughs> Max Landis is a notorious, like sexually harassing piece of shit. Oh, so I, mean, I yeah. you know, just kind of here, here's, here's some evidence B and C to yeah. go along with evidence A. Terrible so parents make terrible kids. Yeah. At this point, I figure American Werewolf in London is such a classic that it's kind of a sunk cost fallacy. Like, I I can't not like this movie. I have already seen this movie too much. But people going into it new who have a hard time with, like, uh, you know, separating artists from art. Yeah. Like, just, that's a thing. This is a thing that you have to keep in mind with John Land. <laughs> well, um, I did not know that. <laughs> So uh, thank you and yikes. I will not, I will not Google it. I will not because you not Google it. You told me not to. And I'm, I'm not, I told you not to, I'm not that much of a glutton for punishment. So I will, you're just, you're just such a visual person. I am. I feel like reading I, it would I've already imagined so many things. Yeah, <laughs> so don't. Just, Let's yeah. Helicopter so, blades, flesh, mm -hmm. not good. There's no, not good. No, there's, there's no good combination of these. There's factors. no good combination of these things. No, not at all. So yuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to it now. So, uh, my first note is that I like the opening song is called blue moon, which because I was yeah. watching it on Amazon, you know, they have the little like x-ray thing where they give you like trivia in the, on the right hand side or the, the left hand side. Um, mm -hmm. not that I usually pay attention, but like, I was like, Oh, that's punny because it's a werewolf movie. And so the moon makes a difference. That was cute. But the song itself was a love song. And I was like, that's completely irrelevant to the plot, but okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of interesting like the 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 soundtrack is good and it's fun and it's themed but then they're missing songs that like like werewolves of london 
was out at this time. <laughs> oh, so perfect. And yet, okay. <laughs> and somebody was like, why didn't you use this? And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got these two guys somewhere in my notes. Eventually, I think I give them names or I use their names, but not for a while. So such white dude names. They're Here we such, go. It's they, Jack and David. Oh, like, thank you. Oh, yes. And then by the time I paid attention to their names, I realized I couldn't. And I'm not that person. And I'm sorry. I these two men, I could not tell apart. <laughs> like I, these two men specifically. Typically, I have no problem telling white people apart. I don't. It's not. A, but these two gentlemen look so much alike. The the one who got werewolf at is shorter. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like 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 a good. A good couple inches shorter. That's okay. the only reason that I was able to tell him apart. And then he's dead. So then I can figure it out. So, but- right. And then, right. And once once they're, once one of them is dead, he's so obviously dead that it's not a problem. Yeah. But until then, I was like, I don't know which dude this is. And I'm not, I'm usually not that person. I don't mean to be. Um, I tried to pay attention because of something that comes up. So, yeah. Okay. So they get to this, they're dropped off of they're they're dropped off of a mm, they're dropped off in the road. They were riding on the back of a truck carrying sheep, which I think is hilarious. Um and the that that's the first man who tells them to like be careful of the moon, I think he says, or something no, like that. No, he tells them so he oh. tells them to watch the moors. Yes, to watch not the stay moors. Off the moors. Yes. And at this point, it doesn't sound weird. Because moors, if you don't know, I know because I read Wuthering Heights and had to Google this shit, um, (laughs) are just like long stretches of field where there's really no distinguishing features and you might not necessarily come across any um, civilization. And so it makes sense for him to say it at this point because he's just like, you're going to get lost. Like, don't don't go on, you know. But then as the warnings pile up, they get weirder. They get weirder and weirder. So they go to this like restaurant bar type place. I put restaurant bar in in my notes because I wasn't it sure. It is a pub. <laughs> it's like, well, thanks. <laughs> I don't. I was like, I'm gonna name it all the things. One of these is right. Yeah. Um, I like that. That was the one you missed. Was it was the pub. one that is yeah. most apt. Restaurant bar in. Are there rooms? No pub. Got it. Okay. So, <laughs> So they go to the pub and the locals are there, of course. And then the server gives them the evil eye, but yet agrees to make them food. (laughs) I was like, you look real mean lady, but you're going to help them. That's nice. Um, They notice a five pointed star on the wall and this, oh, the smaller one. So I did notice that they were different sizes. (laughs) Mm. Um, The smaller one comments about that being the mark of the wolf man, which is important. And they argue about it. Uh, and then, of course, a local guy gets mad at their, this conversation they're having about the wolf man. And oh, because it made him miss his darts. I was like, sir. <laughs> These well, dudes. It's, so it, it was just so I really something I really like about this movie is that they're so American. Like it, these two guys are yes. just so fucking American compared to everybody else in this movie. Uh, and it delights me because it just makes them like super obnoxious at yes. all times. <laughs> and 
So they get to this pub. It's clearly like this is a neighborhood kind of members only thing. But the server is yeah. like, well, I will make you tea to keep you warm off the moors. Like, uh, you know, grudgingly, they are winning their acceptance. Yes. They they talk a little bit and the, the, the locals chime in and they tell a racist joke. But they're they're basically getting accepted as part of the decor now right yeah yeah and so then the first thing they do is go hey what's that thing over there and like <laughs> be really annoying and i was just like oh that's so fucking american and then they wear out their welcome and it's like all you had to do was fucking sit there and shut up and yeah. drink some tea drink some tea and then maybe someone would have been nice and giving you somewhere to stay because you're clearly in the middle of bumfuck nowhere right <laughs> in a foreign country which at least the country where english is the main language but still <laughs> yes <laughs> like, you, you yes maybe they would have pointed you towards maybe somebody would have let you sleep in their barn like yes maybe somebody would have given you some bread like you, you just <laughs> immediately start you know asking invasive questions and being weird <laughs> so the locals, shit. right so the locals are immediately pissed well mostly this dude who missed while playing darts um and so because of the way everyone's acting they get really uncomfortable and they start to leave and this is when the warnings get even more creepy right because the the woman the bar owner pub owner maybe the waitress i don't know is trying to get them to stop or trying to get the other men to stop them from leaving but all they're told because they're insisting on leaving is stay on the road uh stay clear of the moors and another man says beware the moon Yes. And then it's like, God, God be with you. And I was like, holy Whoa. shit. Like, this is so <laughs> ominous. That would make me leave faster, sir. Yeah. And it does. It does. It makes them leave faster mm -hmm. and it chases them off the road because they go when, so when, as soon as they step out, David, the taller one. Okay. Uh, is like, I don't want to get, let's just go. Let's take a shortcut through this more. And Jack, the shorter one, is like, oh, I mean, they told us not to. And he's like, yeah, but they're creepy, so let's ignore them. So David is the one who gets them off the road in the first place. <laughs> I also love how um, let's take a shortcut through this really nondescript place that we've never been to before. It seems like a logical choice. Mm -hmm. I've never seen You know what? Woods, it does, though. But clearly, clearly there's a shortcut. <laughs> It does for it does for these dudes like that. How American is it to be like I've never been here, but I definitely know my way. I can navigate. I know exactly where I'm yep, going. I know exactly Just, where I'm going. <laughs> some dude, shit. Whatever. <laughs> I love that after they're gone, the locals uh, disagree over whether or not it is murder to let them mm -hmm. leave. <laughs> so they're definitely going to be attacked. That's yes. Yeah, the locals are like, oh no, someone's going to die now. Are, yes. we are we complicit is what they're worried about. Is this our fault? The pacing is really good. Like I liked how long it took for them to actually get attacked. Yeah. It was like good. they had time to banter. They mm -hmm. had time for like the, the rain to start for them to like realize that they're lost. Uh, even when they see the werewolf, they start talking about it before yes. we see anything. Uh -huh. They're just like, what is that? Whoa, what's going on? It's circling us. And then it's kind of the camera kind of has the wolf's perspective. It, it's yeah. neat. It is neat. Um, I also really like the wolf howl, which was one of those uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg T-Rex things where they just took a bunch of animals and threw them together. But it sounds cool. <laughs> it does sound cool. I was convinced. I mean, I don't know what a real werewolf howl would sound like. So <laughs> <laughs> I was appropriately shaken by the werewolf sound and like well damn it i wouldn't be out there but also that's why it matters that they're 
white. So, um, <laughs> uh, so everyone hears the wolf howl. The locals are like, nah, leave them out there. Um, of course, these dudes are shook because even if they, they're making jokes about it being a werewolf, they don't know that it's a werewolf yet, but they hear the howling and their brain goes <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> they notice they're lost. Um, they notice that the moon is in fact full and now they start to panic. <laughs> <laughs> because you know the five-pointed star that's the sign of the werewolf plus the howling plus the full moon plus the ominous warnings they're like oh maybe we shouldn't be out here realize the werewolf is circling them they start to run where you don't know where you are <laughs> um one of them trips as they're making a joke and then mm-hmm. and that's when the werewolf attacks. yes so I love this sequence because David, whose fault it is that we're here in the first place, tall guy, he trips and they, they're just kind of standing there and he's like, hey, you can help me up. Jack stops to help him. He stops to help him. And then as he's going to help him, the werewolf attacks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the werewolf starts mauling Jack. David leaves him. Fucking dips. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But Jack stopped to help you and you were like, fuck this guy. And, and then, of course, he turns around and comes back. And it's like, you can't do both. Like, no. Jack is already dead. This man's eyes are glassy. Like, you either got to commit to the bit and get the fuck out of there. Yes. Or you got to help him from the jump. You can't have both. <laughs> dude tries to do both. <laughs> but you can't, you can't do both. I mean, my man is being attacked by a clear werewolf. Why did you think you could come back? That doesn't right. make sense. Either take off your pack and start beating the shit out of this werewolf, yeah. which is what I would do in case of a bear attack. Yes, probably. Maybe. Depends on the bear I and guess. it depends on what the person was doing and how much I like them. Actually, there's yes. like a lot of factors. There's going a on. whole lot of factors. But either way, the choice made is the one you get one choice. You get one time to choose. Yes, you get one choice in the moment. <laughs> one choice in the moment. And he chose wrong because his poor and friend. And he chose poorly. He did yes, poorly. where his friend is dead and also now you are mauled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's when the villagers roll up yes. because I guess Barmaid has finally gotten through to them that maybe you should not let both of them die. <laughs> yeah, so they show up, shoot the werewolf. Taller guy lives. His name is David. I'm going to try to remember that. David. <laughs> okay. David lives. So uh, a really cool transformation scene. Uh, like transforming back post death scene yeah where uh they shoot the werewolf and then he kind of looks over in his days of uh, post-attack days and sees this dead man uh all bald and twisted yeah (laughs) it was cool um so he wakes up in the hospital tells another wolf they act surprised (laughs) <laughs> oh shocking it was a wolf oh <laughs> um he tries to convince them of the truth but they're told there were witnesses oh of course it's the town people who are clearly like no it was a regular wolf yes <laughs> regular- no they pretend it was a person oh oh right 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 you're right <laughs> they, were they pretend it is an escaped lunatic which makes sense though because now they got this dead body like <laughs> and and they gonna- don't- and he's not gonna turn again after he's dead so like here, here's right. what we have. Yes. Yes, this is what we got. Yeah. Good luck man. being a werewolf. Have a nice day. <laughs> you? you really feel like there should be a pamphlet. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's the thing that amuses me. Amuses me is that um what 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 subsequently happens from this point on is that you know obviously David is a werewolf and he's yep. the last of the line. If he's the last of the line, that implies that the werewolf before who just got killed was the only werewolf. Yes. 
allegedly. So, like, the whole town knew that there was this dude who turns mm-hmm. to a werewolf and just hangs out in the moors, and they just like let it happen. Yeah, they, they could have like killed him at any time, any any time during any other moon that was not a full one. Because it's not right. like it's full moon every day, right? No, they could have killed him. Could have handled it. Yeah, and they chose. Yeah. They just chose not to. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a village of like a couple hundred people max. Surely <laughs> they know the one dude who doesn't come to the pub on on uh, full moon days. Like right. they got to know it, this is Gary. Like yeah. Gary is the right. yes. They have to know it's Gary, and they know he exists. Hence the beware the moon warning they know it's a werewolf and not a regular wolf like yeah deal with gary or maybe they were feeding him maybe that's the situation maybe they were like preparing maybe they had something ready for him at full moon time and these little little sheeps yeah some sheeps yeah maybe they like maybe maybe stash off for him that way they could feed him and he wouldn't attack who knows (laughs) who knows what what the initial plan was i'm just like yo if there was only one werewolf yes let's just Let's just X-nay the werewolf. Let's deal with that. Right. <laughs> or why isn't Gary like chained up in advance of full moon turning so that he turns in a, you know what I mean? So he, why is he loose? Mm-hmm. Why is, why he, is loose? he loose? Negligent owners. Yes. Is what it is. is, what it is. <laughs> um, so this is when David starts dreaming his werewolf dreams, running naked, eating deer, clearly flirts with the nurse who flirts back. <laughs> I forgot about this whole fucking Nazi werewolf scene. Completely forgot it. Don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is doing in the movie, but there it is. So Nazis burst in in really shitty werewolf masks. Yep. And like murder his family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and and it, and it was all a dream. Oh, and they're aliens. I have aliens in my notes. They look like aliens, but according yes. to the wiki, they're supposed to be werewolves. They're just what? really shitty masks. They look like aliens. Yeah, because there's no fur. <laughs> I named them aliens in my notes. <laughs> you, I bet you did. Nazi, I put, his dreams are getting weirder. He's being held at knife point while Nazi aliens shoot up his house. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Okay. So they're supposed to be werewolves. All right. I guess they were hairless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to. Okay. Um, okay. This white girl <laughs> taking this unemployed white crazy loser yes. who thinks he's a werewolf. Yep. Seeing dead people. Yep. To her fucking house. Yep. As soon as he kisses her to, to fuck him. I was like, girl. girl. But also, I will say that this might be a werewolf myth thing. Because the other nurse checks him out too. And this guy is like not very impressive looking. Oh, so, that now that he's a werewolf, he's like extra hot. Yeah. So, okay. so it might be some implied like pheromone werewolf attractiveness thing because yeah, even the other nurse is like checking him out when he's, he's passed out. So she makes the joke about him being circumcised. I mean, he was kind of cute, but like. But not, he's not, he, he's not, he ain't that cute. He's not take, he's not take him home. Not, he's not take him home if he's crazy. No, he's, cause mm-hmm. he's clearly, I mean, like, obviously they don't believe in werewolves. So like, he clearly seems like he's lost his mind. He's not that yeah. cute. He's not that cute. No, no. That nurse is too attractive to be hanging out with boy that crazy. Like, right. who, who doesn't have something else going on for him. No. I'm saying. That's right. all I'm saying. <laughs> Love yourself, nurse Alex. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I don't understand why they didn't just send him 
like he has, it's like, he's nowhere else to go because he's in a foreign country where he doesn't, I mean, they were backpacking. So like, you know, sleeping outside, staying in hostels, that sort of thing, but like send him back to America now. It's nobody. Yes. Why is he not <laughs> going home? When he calls his family later on, I'm like, has this bitch not spoken to anyone in his family <laughs> right. for like four weeks while he's recuperating in right. the hospital? Like, right. What the fuck? His injuries were pretty major. He would have been hospitalized for like a good, a good chunk of time. And he's also, just now calling his family. <laughs> also, like that family, that family flashback is a nice ass house. Like they are clearly rich. Yes. Which I already knew because he's white and backpacking. He's backpacking through Europe. Yeah. So he, he was already fucking rich. But he <laughs> so he we have visual confirmation that they're rich as shit. You're telling me that not one of them, not one relative wanted to fly over and check on him. It's not like he's living in some, right. you know, barbaric, he's in some barbaric back country. He's literally in London. It's like, London. It's, it's England. It's fine. <laughs> it's England. Everybody speaks English. It's a major metropolitan area. You can just come in and stay at a hotel and, and look at your dying son. Like that yeah. would be cool. Right. No one called, looked for him missing. They don't have like Interpol on it. Like, hey, this dude, nope, he's just chilling. And it's like, oh, I have nowhere to go. You can go home, sir. You're not, he's go not a suspect. He's not a suspect. It's not like the police no. wanted him to stay. <laughs> Just go home. What do you do? Uh, anyway, <laughs> your friend died here and you're just going to shack up with the nurse. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great friend. Uh, Great friend. <laughs> uh, dead friend returns. <laughs> as a, Jack as a, is the best part of the movie. He is. <laughs> He is because he's so funny and he's so cheerful and he's like, <laughs> I care about you. I'm glad you're having a good time. So when are you going to kill yourself? Right. So also <laughs> you should off yourself. I mean, not to be that guy, but like you're a werewolf. So can't live like that. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Definitely I, I not like where it. I thought this movie was going. <laughs> so this movie, like I hadn't really thought about it too much. Um, but like, I think. Jack didn't, I think the way it's implied is that Jack didn't have to, to, to haunt David. He oh, didn't he have had to. A, that he had a choice? That he, it feels, it, it feels like on this rewatch that it's implied that he chose to come back and haunt David as a warning. Okay. Because he's not, he wasn't directly killed by David. No, right. And then oh, he sort of. I see your point. Yeah. Right. And then he sort of guides the other ghosts to pop up when there are subsequent murders. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I've got some friends. They're here. They don't come until after he co he comes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like I feel like the haunting is almost it's not like it's totally separate because the whole reason that they can haunt him is because they're undead because of the curse. But that it's almost optional that maybe this doesn't happen for everybody. Yeah. So I, I, I and that it's almost like a loving thing to, to <laughs> pop up and show him his humanity. So he'll just hurry up and, and off himself and, and stop like living in torment, I guess, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> so it's, it is, a, it, it is a pretty, it's a well-scripted movie. Like it's a, it's a well-constructed movie. Yeah. I like this one better than the second. We'll talk about that. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he tells the nurse about, he, he's been telling the nurse about his dreams uh tries to convince her that a werewolf can only be killed by someone they love which i'm like dude didn't you just meet her like a month ago mm, okay all right but she doesn't get it she's not gonna kill him because why would she do that <laughs> so that's the end of that um oh and then we get a new character who is who is he i literally just put into a new character driving into town 
he arrives the at the doctor. same the doctor thank you yes he goes to the same pub gets the same treatment <laughs> by the locals who are like who is this strange dude at our place um but he cut, clearly knows what's going on because he starts asking the locals about the Americans and the full moon um and then oh the guy who was mad about the darts yells at him about and they talk about how the Americans are going to change soon because the moon is going to be full again. Right. And what I liked about this is that the doctor does investigate because, um, you know, David starts telling about the dreams and he's very, ha ha, you know, you, you, of course you have like PTS dreams and stuff. And he's like, well, look, you have no proof that what I'm saying is not true. So, you know, it, it, isn't it bare, isn't it worth some kind of investigation? He's like, you know what? You're right. And I'm bored. So I'm going to go do it. And <laughs> he never thinks that this guy is going to turn into a werewolf. Right. Like it, until he sees the fucking werewolf, there is, <laughs> he does not think that he is actually a werewolf. He thinks that he's just horribly traumatized because the villagers did some fuck shit to him. And yeah. I was like, you know, that that's such a good, I really like that because his fears are being taken seriously and the threat is real. It's just con like the context is real world. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't just jump into the, oh, yes, get silver bullets. He's like, no, this guy is going to hurt himself or somebody else because of this horrible thing that happened to him. He needs to be like in custody, getting treatment kind of thing. <laughs> so so I, I really like that. Yeah. So the doctor's trying. And then we have a little bit of like, I guess, comic relief, maybe. He tells his friend, he tells the girl, the nurse is going leaving for work and uh, he gets locked out of her apartment. A dog freaks out at him. The cat freaks out at him. He puts on a song about the moon and is like dancing to it. Because clearly he's like making jokes about this situation, even though he knows he's actually, a, he believes he's a werewolf or at least believes he was attacked by a werewolf. I don't know if he realizes that he now would also be a werewolf at this point. And then there's like a time skip tonight. It's a full moon. He flips oh, before out. Before we get there, oh, uh -huh. be before we get to this transformation scene, I have to mm -hmm. talk about the sex scene. Uh, during which I do not believe that either of them have either had sex or kissed <laughs> another human being. Like the, the mouth mashing is so yeah. weird in this scene. <laughs> it is the most awkward kissing I think I have ever seen in a movie. And, and it's like lovingly close stuff to on for them just like rubbing their mouths together in the shower. And then yep. it's just him like, you know what it reminds me of? And this is, this is very specific. In Home Alone, <laughs> when when Kevin McAllister is pretending there are other people in the house, he has like cardboard cutouts. Yeah, and he just like yanks on some strings, and this is like this is him rubbing her back. It's just him jerkily like rubbing, moving his wrists as though he is not touching a human woman. Like I, I don't know what the fuck. It's that sex scene. Apparently, one of the things that they had to do to get the rating down to R, there were a few like gore things they had to cut was yeah. that they also cut the sex scene down significantly. And John Landis has like always regretted it. And I was like, no, thank you. Thank you for cutting that. Because the, <laughs> the four seconds I get of the sex scene is so fucking awkward. It was that like I don't want to watch yeah. any more of it. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> it was planned. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Enough. I've had enough sex. Thank you. That's good. Uh, no more. Uh, yes. The transformation scene though. Oh, this is like my favorite transformation scene. It's so good. It's so good. It is. I, I'm, I'm glad that like, it seemed painful. Like, I don't know 
like I have again, I haven't watched a whole lot of werewolf things, but I just feel like a lot, I feel like other things that have werewolves, like TV shows and stuff, they make it seem like it's I don't know, easy breezy, but like yeah, it would have to hurt, right? Like your bones are stretching, your muscles are stretching, your skin is changing. Like there's no way you just be like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like, no, I imagine it would be painful. And this, like clearly he was in a lot of pain, like as this was happening, which made sense to me. Like that. That just seems how, if, if werewolves are real, that's how yeah. that would go down. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like a curse, the way that it is in, in this movie yeah. where it, it's treated like a bad thing. Um, I've seen some interesting things, although I, this is, this is more like book stuff, like where it's, they enjoy turning into the werewolf and it's kind of implied that the physical change, you get like a bunch of endorphins and like natural. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, pain suppressants. And so you're just kind of riding a, riding a high while you're, while you're doing the transform. And so I've seen it done other ways creatively, but I do think that this is unique. It's definitely one of the first ones to treat it like an actual painful process. Yeah. Which made, I like that because that made more sense to me in general. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For sure. Yeah. So he transforms and he attacks a couple who are out on a date um another couple witnesses that attack but can't tell what's happening so <laughs> so that man goes out and investigate and steps on a severed arm <laughs> not one of alex's neighbors give a fuck about this 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 american screaming in her apartment that he's no, dying like no. he is not quiet no and i she says it's a cheap flat, a cheap flat in the middle of the of, of the city. Obviously, they're going to be like, have paper thin walls. Every right. single one of her neighbors heard that and was like, mm, "I ain't dealing with that I shit." Know, like whatever. she could have legitimately been murdering men, and nobody yep. would have given a fuck. Nope. <laughs> not until so right because he's not even in. I don't even think he's in her neighborhood when he attacks that other group. He's like gotten out and is running around town and kill some folks. And this is like, oh, something's yeah. going on. Let me go see. Oh, there's an arm on the ground. Let me okay. And then the scene yeah. cuts, and I was like, well, that's short. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the police are talking to the nurse about how he escaped, about how if David escaped a werewolf, wouldn't he turn into one? Um, even though this guy doesn't seem to believe that David would actually be a werewolf. Oh, investigator. I mean, doctor, I think. Yeah, this is where the doctor's trying yeah. to convince her because she is. Like, again, look, if we're being generous and we're giving her the pheromone excuse, it's not quite so bad. But when at when he when David tells her, like, hey, I think I might actually there might actually be something fucking wrong with me. I'm having these violent dreams. I'm having mm-hmm. these horrible thoughts like every red flag in the book, girl, all of them. And <laughs> she she goes, I can't tell if that makes you really sad or really attractive. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh. no, girl. <laughs> come on when she goes to work and then the, when the doctor pulls her aside he's like no but legit he's like he's traumatized and he thinks he's going to be a werewolf so he might hurt himself or someone else we gotta we gotta go find him um and she kind of starts to take it seriously but not right. really but not like she's really. willing to go along with it she's like all right i'll bring him back in for a psych psych exam it's fine whatever <laughs> um we get some more david attacks he attacks a homeless guy a businessman in the subway Wakes up in a zoo, naked in the wolf habitat. Yes. So I love the subway shot. Um, Specifically, I love the running through the subway. It's very claustrophobic. Uh, 
And then when he actually gets his prey, it's because the guy like falls on the escalator. Yeah. And so the shot is the escalator is going up and we see from the top down and we see the wolf like crawl into view and it looks really cool. So the way that they achieved it is it's a dude in a wheelbarrow. (laughs) (laughs) So they have this dancer who's got like a really strong six pack who can like arabesque himself out of this fucking wheelbarrow while they roll it in slowly so he looks like he's crawling That's and then they cool. just cut before you see the wheel before you see the uh where the, the wheel wheelbarrow and the wheelbarrow begins <laughs> and i was like that is a cool i love practical effects i love i love the practical effects of this movie the the way that they transformed the transformation scene took like 10 days to film uh and some of them weren't even with people because it's just like animatronics like the way yeah. that the, the nose shoots out is just an animatronic um, they had all the little bladders under the fake skin to inflate it and pop and, and make his, his legs move. <laughs> they had to film a bunch of stuff backwards and then fat and then flip it. Like it, it's, it was groundbreaking. Absolutely groundbreaking. <laughs> uh, the actor said that a lot of times he would come in and he would do something and they would, uh, <laughs> they would tell him some horribly it, strange thing that he was going to have to do. Like a lot of times he had to, sit like in a hole with just his head out because everything else was like animatronic and, makeup, <laughs> and like maybe a hand for like hours every day and he'd be like did you ever do this or hey we're gonna do a cast of your face today so here's a straw breathe out of it while we put <laughs> cement on your face he'd be like did you ever do this and they'd be like yeah once for practice like <laughs> so practical effects fantastic they they hold up over time. They look so good. Like this this werewolf transformation scene is top for a reason, but also dangerous and uncomfortable. So <laughs> 80s movies, man. I tell you. <laughs> oh yeah. They get, they get away with some shit. <laughs> um at this point he Oh, the zoo. The zoo. The zoo, yeah, yeah. Where he is actually naked at a zoo. Like literally? That is the London Zoo. They oh, were shit. like, oh, we just fed them. Don't make any sudden moves. Okay. Have so fun. The, so those so were he's real... legit in there with wolves. Okay. Naked. Safe. Yeah, that's super safe. Wow. And that that old school movie directing. <laughs> and then he's running around naked in the park, right? Yeah. Because that's that's part of the comedy, is he has no idea what he just got up to. He's right. just found himself naked at the park and now he's got to get home, which is very American traveling abroad. It's one of those <laughs> dumbass white dude, American drinking stories where it was like, I was so drunk that I like ended up naked, like at the zoo. Isn't that hilarious? No, it's not hilarious. Brown people get arrested. <laughs> like you right. shut the fuck up. There's anyway. no way. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that any Brown person would have been in this situation and not been like, the fuck. Like, right. <laughs> right. No way. <laughs> But him just giggling it off is like, oh, it's peak, peak white dude. Um, <laughs> but so they he, they took so long to film that the zoo was open to the general public. Oh, he was running around my naked. film. So some of those people in the background are legit just people at the zoo. <laughs> We're like, what the hell is happening? There's a naked man. Why, why is this? Why, why is, is this man, man naked? Cover the children's eyes because you're God. A beautiful day at the zoo. <laughs> Nude man running around. Love it. <laughs> um, I, this is where my notes get really short 
And so there might be uh-huh. some skips here, uh, but okay. they're, my next thing is that they're on their way. They're going somewhere in a taxi. The driver of the taxi starts talking about six murders that happened the night before. Uh, David freaks because he realizes that had to be him. Uh, and so this is when he and his girlfriend are like, he and the nurse are like at a park or at a, not a park. They're like, I don't know, somewhere touristy. And he tries to tell the police officer to arrest him that it was him. And like the police officer is just like, it wasn't you, dude. Stop making a scene. Get out of here. <laughs> like, because the cop and the girlfriend don't believe him, even though he's like losing his mind trying to commit a crime to get arrested and is not. And he, the cop's like, stop making a scene or I'm going to arrest you. And he's like, yes, please, please arrest me. <laughs> nope, no arrest. He just gets, walk it off, guy. I was like, oh, okay. He was. Well, right. to be fair, they say that like, this 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 person went on like a mad murder streak that it might be some kind of animal like it was horrible yeah. and brutalistic and bloody and like it would be almost impossible to hold co- cover your tracks you know what i mean like yeah. it just seems extremely unlikely and with high profile cases you always get like crazies who want to claim you know responsibility and stuff like that so i mean i could understand them that this this nicely dressed American with his articulate hot girlfriend roll up and they're clearly in a fight and he's like, oh, I'm you know I I killed a bunch of people. Do you want to arrest him and have to deal with the U.S. Embassy and like all that? No, I absolutely not. Get the fuck out of my face. Like don't talk to me. I hundred percent. It's not like because David's such a wuss. Like it's not like he did anything. If he like grabbed some woman's purse and was like, look, now I stole a purse. Arrest me. Right. I'd be maybe. like, okay, look, go. But all he does is yell some curse words yeah. and be annoying. And it's like. Stop you, making- being annoying is not illegal no. not like, even stop, in england stop making a scene dave was like i'm gonna make a scene arrest me and the guy's like well i'm not gonna arrest you for making a scene you're just obnoxious go, go, away. go yes away. thank you like <laughs> do you know what a crime is no. <laughs> and then this is when he calls his family back home yes for the first time and i was like well, for the first time i thought he had to off himself yeah talks to his little sister sends his love and then try, right tries to off himself <laughs> i wrote in the phone booth with a dull swiss army knife <laughs> oh, yes why is this man trying to what kill himself with a butter knife in the middle of his fucking city he's at the most busy intersection in, in broad daylight he's like this is the place to do it. No it's one will not, stop me here. It's not even dark out. <laughs> it's like the middle of the day. <laughs> what else? Sir, can you go go back to the apartment or something? I don't know. You can't. Uh, and then, with yes, with this tiny little dull. Ugh, what, what in the world? <laughs> like, this is just not the way to go. Um... Oh, and then apparently, is this when he goes to the porn theater? Because that was yes. entertaining. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's, it's a fun scene. Obviously, the porn is a fake porn that they shot for this. Yes. I, I, I felt that the like comedy within the porn was too distracting. <laughs> it was. Because it was already so funny what was happening in the theater. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And but I can... didn't need them to cut away to the porn. No, I didn't need that. But there is, he's in a porn theater and his even further decomposed friend, Jack shows up. Jack. Oh, talk about practical effects. Every time he was on the screen, I was literally gagging. I was so, I was so grossed out. <laughs> it was, he was uh, just, it was so, I mean, I'm excited about how grossed out I was, but it was so, yes. it was so gross. It was so good. 
Apparently it was so gross for him that he said he got kind of depressed because he was like, now I know what I look like dead and as a rotting corpse. Like, this is great. I love this. So how real, I don't know, realistic, I guess, and gruesome and gross. And there were shiny liquids in places. And I was just like, when he scratches his nose, I was like, Oh, it's so, it's so creepy because it's such a human everyday unconscious gesture yeah, just but they had to plan to do it in the makeup like that was had to be scripted out so it was just it was it was really really good so, i mean at this point he's just mostly like skeletal and he's all dry and crackly yes. and uh, <laughs> i loved it, it was, I yes. love it. It's good. <laughs> and so this is when he's brought all of the other people that he's killed with him to talk to david to try to convince david to you know to unalive himself to end the bloodline. Um, yeah. And then while in the theater, David transforms. And most, if not everyone, is killed in that porn theater. Because that's that's where you, <laughs> you want to die. Yeah. You want, you want your family to get that phone call. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I that, that little scene right before he transforms where they're all just really cheerfully suggesting methods of suicide to him as one of my favorite scenes like, <laughs> they're all really into it like they all have an invest a vested interest in the method uh their own personal favorites so at this point david's like yeah okay i'll totally do it now but then he makes no move to do it and in fact sits in this porn theater long enough for the moon to come out so i don't yep. know how long he's been in there no because it was daylight when he went in <laughs> interesting interesting choice right so yeah, so he turns, he kills the usher, whoever else is, the couple of other dudes in the porn theater, the yeah. guy who comes, like, the manager who comes to check as to why everybody's screaming and freaking out. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, just a number of people, and then <laughs> yeah, the police come. Yep, uh, when, uh, police show up, a cop goes in to investigate, because I guess they don't believe it's as bad as it seems, and then that cop manages to escape, so now everyone knows, and now there is panic in the streets. Yes, this <laughs> panic when the when the werewolf bursts out of the porn theater <laughs> and starts biting and and somehow like decapitates a dude holy yes. shit what strong jaws <laughs> and the car crash scene oh my god like <laughs> so many people die in this car crash scene yes. <laughs> because of the chaos of this wolf and people people are just like and it makes sense because I don't think people had to wear seatbelts yet. Okay. I forget that used to be a thing. I, I feel like people didn't have to wear seatbelts at the time that this was filmed because people are, are just jump jack yeah. in the boxing out of windows. <laughs> yes, they and are. Fucking right. Left and right. And, and then getting hit by other cars. Like, Oh, it's gruesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a lot. So, I mean, um, more people might have died in the car crashes than then, even but from the actual the damn werewolf. I would agree. Yes, <laughs> from the actual werewolf. <laughs> um, and then we see the doctor waking up the nurse to tell her he's heard of a mad dog outside of the theater. Which clearly, if he's waking the nurse, he has to believe it's David. Yes, because this nurse wouldn't care if it was an actual dog, right? So at some point he believes what's happening and she goes to speak to David. Oh, and then we're at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is how it is. She goes to try to speak to David to like stop him and calm him. She tells him she loves him and he goes to move as if he's going to attack her. 
And of course the police shoot and kill him and then roll credits. The end. Yes. Because he is back to his David self. Yes. He's a dead David, but he's David again. <laughs> yes. And then we get like another cheerful rendition of blue moon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate juxtaposition. <laughs> Yes. So uh, the the audio editing is really good. It's really jarring, but it's really jarring on purpose, I feel like, which is going to contrast to basically every part of American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, so yeah. This, this is a one-part episode, but it's a two-part episode because you're going to want to <laughs> listen to American Werewolf in Paris right after this. As, so. we, as we compare and <laughs> contrast, yes. <laughs> As we compare and contrast. So now you got a week. Go find this movie, 1997. <laughs> uh-huh. Watch it. And we will see you next week. Yeah, I, I just watched it. For those of you, I just watched it on Tubi. Remember, Tubi is completely free. Yes, you have to sit through some ads, but it wasn't that bad. So it took it made a, it made an hour and 40 minute movie, two hours. So go to Tubi, nice. make a free account, watch American Werewolf from Paris, and then, you know, <laughs> come and listen to us. Oh, because, oh. Yes. Oh, we got oh. a lot to say. We got a lot to All say. Right. <laughs> but that was American Werewolf in London. It's a, a classic. You should totally watch it for the effects, if nothing else. Uh, if, if it grosses you out to watch and give money, you can always just look up the transformation scene. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yes, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's, it's old enough. It has to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that's it. Yeah. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>